This is the Warrington Football Podcast, Season 2, sponsored by Touchline UK. On the show tonight, we are absolutely delighted to be joined by Warrington Town Chairman and CEO Toby McCormack. He's going to talk about the season so far, the ground funding, and what the future holds for Warrington Town. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Uh, we had a week off last week due to a number of reasons. Uh, Helen was ill, I was at a christening, well it was my son's christening, um, Mike was at a birthday party, but we are back this week. So I'm Rick Ward, I'll be hosting the show tonight. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the Queen of Warrington Football. Helen, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm feeling a bit better than last week. I was ill. <laughs> I had no voice. <laughs> and joined by Elliot as well. El, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Rick. Good, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Just uh, a manic weekend last weekend. Uh, if you've seen the uh, recording picture, we've still got a few balloons left over from the christening behind me, but uh, it was a great day last weekend. And uh, we missed you all very much, so... Mike has been very, very excited about doing the podcast this week, so he's loving life again now. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. going to start with our star guest interview tonight. Uh, we're absolutely delighted to be joined by him. He's always absolutely fantastic when he's joined us. Chairman and CEO of Warrington Town, Mr. Toby McCormack. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. So we're joined today with by Toby McCormack, uh, Warrington Town owner, chairman, and legend himself. How are we, Toby? Okay. I'm not bad, thank you. How are we? Hope you're all okay. Yeah, all good, all good. Especially after the yes, yesterday. Even though we got beat, it didn't feel like a loss. I'll be completely honest with you. Walked away happy man yesterday. We were by far the better team. I thought yesterday. What What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a re- it was a really good day. You know the result didn't go our way, but you know their keeper got the man of the match. He got in the non league paper team of the week. He made two absolutely worldy saves that you know normally one of them goes in. And I think the the second one he makes where Josh has the shot from about thirty yards out. I think Josh just caught that too well. You know if if he shanked it or it. He half shinned it. He probably would have gone in the top corner, but uh, yeah, they've, they, they, you can see they're a good side. Um, but just to play at a venue like that, you know, ev- everything, everything about it was 
you know, real high level, and it, it was just a great day out for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same. Like I said, it was it was good to go to a ground, a proper old school ground, and we were all commenting. You know, it's mad to think that they were in the championship not long ago, and then we're there playing them, and we give them a good game. And I seen on social media after the game, a lot of their fans were saying they would have been happy with a draw. To be honest, the way they played and the way we played as well. Um, so just just want to ask you, ask you, Toby, what what's the the difference between what are you finding the difference between being in the MPL? to being in the National League North in terms of the infrastructure of the club, what what different things we have to put in place. Obviously, the groundwork's one which we'll touch on in a short moment. Uh, but what's been the big difference for you? Um, I think it's it's probably squad, really. You know, we, we've run a bit threadbare this year. Um, you've gone to games where we've had three subs and stuff like that. But I think, and it's no disrespect to any of the teams we faced last year. You know, you could go to... Pick any, um, you know, you're not picking Island. teams. <laughs> Aberton, <laughs> Aberton, Carls, Belper, Matlock. Um, you know, you could go to teams like that with with, with carrying, with having a couple of players missing and or having a couple of players under par performance. If you go somewhere in the National League North and you've got two or three players out, you you will struggle. You know, you you won't have just enough to get by like you did in games last year because our our squad was really strong and we were probably fortunate where. The majority of the squad had already played above, so the the transition of going into the there because it's all right, you know, people turn out. Oh, there's not much difference between the MPL and the National League North. I'm telling you, there is, <laughs> there, there is. Um, you know, you, you've got to go up with a squad that's suitable and trying to retain. And I think we were fortunate that we did manage to keep the band together, so to speak, uh, and that set us in in good stead. But you know, take I think the biggest two examples I can give is Brackley and probably Boston who went to Brackley that day with like literally 14 players um, and we struggled you know Boston was the same um, so you've got to um, you've got to try and have a, a, a fit if you're going to have a small number they've got to try and be fit and that's been that's affected us um, so that, that's been been the main thing you've just got to be a little bit more a bit, a bit more technical, a bit more analytical, and on on your opposition, and they are a better quality. You know, you, you're facing better quality sides. I mean, look at Scunthorpe yesterday. I mean, we we took them all the way yesterday, um, and they're you know they're a really good side. You know, signing players from Aberdeen and all all sorts of stuff. And I think it showed at half time where they made a sub at half time and just tweaked things a little bit, um, and they just got a little bit. They got a better of us a little bit second half. Um, and that that is a difference. It's just those those little subtle things, but they can be big things for the club to adjust to. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've I've been to a lot of games this season, and you you find it hard to to pick out a bad player from the opposition. I think you know everybody's normally given a seven or eight out of ten. No, no team can carry passengers really in this league, and even with subs coming on, you know you they're bringing on good players, really technical players, and. I noticed the difference in the playing standards are hugely and a lot of the other lads have as well that we speak to. Um, you know, last season you could really, and again, like you said, so we no disrespect to, to teams in the MPL, but you could really put them to the swords if they weren't on it. Um, but there's nothing like that in the MPL. I mean, we've, we've played some good teams and on paper you'd say we played some bad teams, but those teams that are the lesser teams as such should probably give us a better game than some of the, the bigger teams in the league, do you know what I mean? 
I think you know Blythe at the start of the season when they beat us two 0 they, they played played really really well. Um, it was a bit different last week. I thought I didn't think we were quite on it, but I didn't think they were great. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, so I want to touch on the ground with you, Toby. I was there on on Wednesday, so I, I probably know quite a, quite a lot of the answers. But uh, obviously for the listeners, um, what 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 what's the biggest biggest challenge we're facing in terms of the ground ground grading improvements? Um, time. I would say now is 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 the biggest challenge because we've only got until the twenty ninth of March to get all, all the work done. Um, we've had to reduce the the grant application because the funding won't drop until February. Um, so to ensure, what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to sit and wait for the funding to drop in Feb, and then try to get all the work done in four weeks, because you 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 wouldn't have done it. You know the, the weather can be as just as bad in February as it can in November. Um, so it would have we could have put ourselves to the sword if we'd have took that that volume of work on regardless of people putting their hand up to help and that it would have been too much. Um and the problem is you you've got to watch out because they don't retrospectively fund. So if someone from the foundation comes down and checks, checks, just comes and does a random check on your ground and sees a 182 seat stand all of a sudden morphed into the ground, um, they'll just turn around and say, Well, I'm not funding that, mate, because that was part of your grant. So we've took some stuff out, like the path extensions, um, uh, the snap bar and the bar, um, and the groundwork for that. We're going to do that ourselves, um, just to try and take take the sting out of it, really, and just try and get as much done as we can out, outside of the grant application. Hopefully that drops in Feb, uh, and then it's full steam ahead then um, to try and get it completed for March the 29th. Yeah, I, I think you touch on, um, on Wednesday as well about they got to got to dig the hole, haven't they? Was it thirteen meter hole? Is that for the uh, away end toilets, isn't it? And it's that that's going to be a hell of a task on its own, isn't it? Yeah, we lifted. Um, we got in touch with the United Utilities, and we lifted the we lifted the manhole in this in the street, which is uh, uh, Wash Lane. So we've lifted the manhole in Wash Lane, and it's thirteen and a half foot deep. So we have to go thirteen and a half foot from our side, um, but to dig a hole that big where it's going to be it, it, it's a huge task so we're going to be we're, we're putting some pressure on the uu starting tomorrow just to try and move that along because we think that's going to be an arduous administration process as well um so we're going to push that along starting starting tomorrow um and if we need to do that ourselves then you know i'll, I'll just crack on with it but uh yeah times that times the biggest the biggest challenge at the minute Thing you touched on as well, and uh, which I was quite surprised by on Wednesday. Um, we're going on about costs and how much things cost in this league compared to being in the MPL, and I, I, I couldn't honestly. I was telling all the lads about it that didn't manage to get there on uh, on Wednesday about like the police clock costs for you know, like Chester at home. When you said, "Well, we've got to have you get your two free police officers because obviously that's part of the league rules," but then the additional ones for like Chester at home, how much it costs per hour. I was just wondering if you could touch on that for us, Tobis, for the listeners. Um, yeah, in in short form, you change once you get promoted from step three to step two, you move from unregulated football to regulated. So with regulate with regulated football, um, you have um, uh, SFOs, um, which are your football support officers. Um, they attend every game. The same two officers were there at Scunthorpe. Yesterday, I spoke to them before the game, so they travelled across. Um, but outside of those, um, 
they provide for certain games. So Chester, for example, the police are asking us to have um, SPS that day, which is Special Police Services. Um, when you have Special Police Services, they'll send you a match commander, uh, a sergeant and some PCs. Unfortunately, the game drops on New Year's Day. Um, so it's going to come in around about 6,500 to police it um, with the security and stuff. So, so, you know, there are there are watch outs, you know, when you go up, um, you've, you've just got to be careful um, and plan those in because, you know, before you know it, you, you could be 15K light um, just through policing. And I know some clubs that I've spoke to, you know, I always ask them uh, about it. And, you know, take Chester, for example, um, you know, uh, Chester have been quite open to say that their policing bill this year at home will be in the region of thirty to thirty-five thousand. Um, so, it, unfortunately, it's it's part of those. You know, it's just one of them things that go, that goes up when you go up. It's like travel. You know, our coach bill last year was was eleven. This year it's going to be twenty-three. Um, it, it's just you know, you know, it's dead easy not to have a it's dead easy not to have a policing bill or a huge coach travel bill. You just don't get promoted. You know, it's the easiest thing in the world not to get promoted. It's it's, it's so easy to do, um, but if, if you've got a plan in place and you're trying to follow that plan to the letter, because it does need one, you know you can't rise up with, unless you stick rigid to the plan. And you're absolutely ruthless with it. You know you can't if you you put your line in the sand, you've got to stick to it. Because if as soon as you you digress and you start to change your mind before you know it, you'll have spent a load of cash and you're tenth. Um, so you, you you have got to be you have got to be forceful with with, with your thoughts and your planning, but uh, yeah, that's just one of them things about going up, and, and I'm sure you know even a level above it's it's even worse or, or better. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously obviously you, 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 you know your crowds will be bigger. And, you know, it's not all bad news. I said on Wednesday that you know whilst the ground funders massive pressure and the police bills pressure, um, you know there's great news. There's there's good news stories as well. You know, we're thirty-five percent up on on crowds. You know, we're getting twelve, thirteen hundreds in, getting a thousand for midweeks. Um, retails off the scale. Um, you know, we've we've got a great opportunity in the summer when we do when we strike a new kit deal um, that we can go to places um, with a, with a figure of replica up with replica shirts and that kind of thing puts us in a good position. Um, so you know there is there's some there's some there's some great stuff you know we've got the, we've brought the twenty ones and the eighteens in this year we've got the women's team come through so you know there's some there's some really good news stories for us. And how loud was we yesterday, Toby? Could you hear us all game? Because we were going on well, trying our best. <laughs> uh, it was, and I noticed you know you, you, one of the things I always like to do on the way on was I read the opposition comments on their Twitter feed as well as ours. Um, and there were some great comments from their fans. You, you know, there was, there, there was over 3,000 in there. I think if you take out, I think it was 3,527 and 160 away. And there was points in the first half there where 160 penned away in the corner. It was drowning their, their 3,000 out. You know, even when uh, they sort of gave a little bit back, um, all the lads in the end uh, were shouting, nice to know you're here. Uh, and even then, when everyone was saying "nice to know you're here," it was drowning them out. Um, it, yeah, it was really, it was really good. And you know, the lads, the lads mentioned it after the game, and that's been another plus. You know, I mentioned that on Wednesday that the the, the travelling support to away matches uh, has been phenomenal. And you know, it, it it is noted. You know, for us to taking that number to an away game. I mean, that's ten years ago. We were probably getting watched by that figure. Never, never mind them <laughs> tra travel away. So. Um, 
yeah, there is a, there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff going on at the minute, and you know, I've got got some other stuff in in the pipeline which I'm hoping to hoping to bring to the fore in sort of January January time. So you know, lots of good things to look forward to as well. And how how's uh, bees and the lads are they enjoying it? Are they enjoying the ride in the National League North? I know it's been a little bit tough for bees. He's had his hands tied a little bit because of injuries to a lot of key players. Um, which I do feel for him, but I'm telling you, I don't know if I had a bigger smile on my face yesterday being at Scunthorpe or seeing Jay Harris in the warm-up. I'd be completely <laughs> honest yeah. Um, But how, how are they finding it? How's Beasley finding it? Is he enjoying it? Yeah, the, the all are, you know, we've we've sort of said that, you know, a lot of the things we do this year, everything's new. New grounds, new people, new rules, new players, meet new players. Um, so, you know, it's great that, you know, m- most weeks you're going somewhere new and you're doing something doing something different you're traveling to different places um and they're enjoying it you know they're meeting new people along the way they're starting to talk to new managers new coaches new people they've not you know they've not spoke to and the good thing about that is that they're expanding their network as well within it because they still speak to um managers from the divisions below because of course you know there could be the odd player to be picked up from there and um you know information still exchanged so yeah they're they're in they're really enjoying really enjoying it and you know, I think we said that. You know, I was quite public and in pre-season and said, you know, we've got a two things to do: get the ground done, so st- stay in the league on it, uh, and stay in the league off it. And you know, I, I, I'm quite hopeful that we'll that we'll more than stay in. I think, you know, we've we've got the, a chance to get a, a safe mid-table position, and then, you know, we need to build on that. If we finish 14th, you know, how do we finish 12th the season after? You know, if we finish tenth, how do we finish ninth the season after? You know, that's what we've that's what we've got to build on. There's not much in the league this season in terms of points. I know it's quite early on, so I'm not sure if you keep tabs on the table. But you know, what 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 are your thoughts when you look at that league table? I mean, I, I think we checked yesterday on the way home. We're four points off the playoffs, and I think we're four points off actual relegation as well, which is quite bad, isn't it? Really, when you put it in. In that kind of context. Yeah, and it, it is, it's literally one of them leagues where everyone does beat each other. You know, um, I don't think we'll ever experience a time again in the next few years of the club's history where we embarked on what we did last year, where we had that really rough patch in November and then went 24 games unbeaten. You know, you, you just you won't see that again. And you, you won't see that in the National League. You look at Tamworth. You know, Tamworth are supposed to be you speak to people, they're supposed to be the best team in the league. You know, when you when you analyse their matches and you watch the highlights back, you know, you, you speak to people and they say there's there's no weakness to pick on. You know, there's nothing there to to sort of highlight to to do a to do some pre-match on. But they've lost three on the trot three games ago, and then they've won three on the bounce. So it's you know, and and last year was a, a good example of how tight the table is continuing to be. So I think at 25 to 4 on the last day of the season in the National League, Chorley were fourth, I think, and they were 3 2 up. At 10 to 5, they'd gone from 3 2 up to lose 4 3 and finished 16th. That's how tight it was. So they'd gone from fourth to 16th in 10 minutes. Um, and, and I can see that happening happening again. Probably Scunthorpe and maybe Tamworth if they can keep it up. You know, I think them two will be up there. But I think for everybody else, you know, I think there's 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 everything to play for position wise. 
Yeah, no, I I agree. I've, I've seen on social media. Everyone asked what what's. I think it was Nick actually. You know, Nick Truss, he's, he's a good lad, Nick, and he asked, "What's the success behind behind Tamworth this season?" And and they, have they got like a big financial backing? And some of their fans just said, "No, the, the lads will just run through brick walls for each other. They're just well drilled, and you know they know what to do and when to do it, and that that, that they know how to win football games. It's as simple as that." And I look forward to Saturday actually because if we play like we did yesterday. I fancy us on Saturday, I really, really do. I said it on the way home yesterday, we're due a, a, some luck, really, because I thought the officiating was really poor yesterday. So we're due some luck on Saturday and hopefully we can pull three points out of the bag against them at home. Well, hopefully, yeah. And, you know, I think the good thing is we, we're, starting, we're starting to see some players return now. You know, we're hoping on Tuesday night we've got the, we've got the Asheville game where there'll be the, some of the lads from the bench on Saturday will play along with the lads we've got on dual reg at Northwest County's teams, they'll play. Um, and then there'll be four or five of the under 21s uh, getting their chance to shine. So, you know, that, that'll be good that, that they can uh, they can come and show us what they've got. Um, but I think the important thing there is Jay Harris will be getting some game time, which is good for us. Um, and Matty and Evan aren't far off starting to be running again. So, you know, there'll be three, they'll feel like, because they've been out that long, they'll feel like three new signings for us. Um, yeah. When they're back amongst it, um, the only unfortunate thing is we think Peter Clark may be missing um, for a couple of weeks. He picked a shoulder injury up yesterday, which we're waiting for news on. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Is Wisdom going to be back for next Saturday? I know this. I think Bees. He might have said he's seven to ten days, or it might be touch and go. Not too sure. Yeah, he, he picked a little bit of an injury up yesterday. So rather than him sat on the coach, um, we, we sent him for some. We sent him for some treatment somewhere. So. We're hoping that he'll he'll be uh, he'll be available for next week. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much you can say, Toby. So if if you don't want to answer it, it's fine. But all the fans, well, the fa- I say all the fans, the lads that I go with, yeah, you know Adam, don't you, me mate? Adam, he's a good lad. Adam and me dad and everything. We yeah. always not always speak about it, but it's it's a question on our mind. We we don't understand what happened with Duffy. He signed on for the season. He played at the start of the season. He was our star man. Well, he, he was brilliant, absolutely unbelievable. And then the rumour mill goes round that he, he asked to go, he wanted to go. I'm not sure if that's true or false, whether you can confirm or deny. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, yeah, he, did, he did want to go. You know, the... the Terrible. Yeah, the, the, they came in. Um, the, the, it's, it's just footy, mate, sometimes. You know, they, they came in, they've made an inquiry. Um, and... You know, whilst there's all kinds of regulations in place to stop people speaking to players, you'd be super naive if you thought it didn't happen. Um, you know, when it turned out to be true, they'd already spoken to him before they made the official approach to us, um, which we know goes on. Uh, so I think the, the the law of hybrid, because they're not full-time, you know, people think they are, they're not the hybrid. So the hybrid model uh, and getting time to play football in the day um and of course, a big, uh, you know, a big wage rise for him. You know, we 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 know it's not the biggest paying team in the division um, that we're in now. You know, we're sort of using the level as a lever, really, as though to say, you know, we're offering you the Conference North here rather than we're offering you your, your, your big cash. So um, it was an opportunity for him to get a, a, a two or a three year deal um, at a hybrid club that you know you you would expect to come up. Through the divisions, um, 
he has to go. So we between the two clubs, we negotiated a, a transfer deal. Can't believe it. Still fuming, Tommy. I'm still fuming. It, yeah, it, 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 it happens, mate. But, you know, it, it can work the other way. Look at Connor. Yeah. You know, we, we had Connor on loan. We thought there was an opportunity where we, we could prize him away uh, fr from Southport. Um, you know, we're fortunate that, that, that myself uh, and the club get, got on really well with the manager at the time, Liam Watson. Um, we, we spoke to Liam. Um, he allowed us to, to speak to Connor before we even discussed any figures. Um Connor wanted to come. Um, you know, I think if you remember back to those remaining sort of 10 or 12 games of the season last season, Connor was a massive difference to us. So um, sometimes you seek a player out and you bring him in and he, he does the right things uh, for you, which he, which he did. And, you know, I think uh, I think Duffy will do well there. Um, I suppose the, the challenge he'll have is that when he deals up, it's sort of, if Macclesfield haven't really gone through the leagues, it's what he's going to do when he's sort of 27 you know, it's ideally he needs them to sort of sail through, sort of be in the national national really when he deals up. But uh, I think that's going to be a bit of a big ask, uh, even from where they are now. And last one from me, Toby. Uh, what what's been your what game stood out for you the most this season so far? Oof. Or which one have you enjoyed the most? Um. I think I, I signed it yesterday because you know that 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 was a really big day for the club that yesterday playing somewhere, you know, like that. Um, it, it was a really it was it was a great effort and to see all the fans that that had that had travelled. Um, I think really it's a little bit of a collective where recently we've had the 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 ninety the ninety plus three winners. Um, I think the game where Jordan scored. The last minute winner and Dan's. Um, when you watch that back on the video, the the crowd noise when that goes in in the ninety third minute, you know it's it's a proper oof, look at that, you know, and that's uh, that's the sort of thing you remember. You remember the, the events from the game more, more than you do the game in the day, um, you know, especially when Dan puts that puts that header in uh, in the in the ninety third, and we got some. You know the the publicity we got off the back of that. You know it was on Lad Bible and fan banter and everything. It was everywhere. And you know we we got some great stuff off the back of that. But uh, you know even when you watch that goal back, if you just listen to the crowd noise and you see everybody walking out and you know we we've drawn games in the ninety third minute and you've got fans walking out the ground feeling like we've won. You know because our, our home record's not not been great recently, but uh, uh, everyone's just had such a great great games because we score late. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's probably been a few, but I think Scunthorpe was a bit of a milestone for the club and I think the late goals we scored this year have been a highlight so far. Well, thank you. I don't know if anyone else has got any other questions. Rick, Ellen? Yeah, I've got a few for you, Toby. Right so, um, obviously, yesterday was a milestone for Mark Beasley, 100th game in charge of the team. And he's taken the club to new levels. So obviously, I've I've known Bees as a player and an assistant manager at Town. What would you say his qualities are that have have driven Town to this new level? Uh, I think it's just it's um, it's consistency in a bit of a a bit of a never say die attitude. Um, you know, 
some of the games we've played this year, you're thinking, you know, do we need to change it? Do we need to change the way we play? And you've sort of stuck with it um, and hoping that it gets through. And it's been tough because it, it it's hard to, to see how we're really doing because I don't think at any time this season we've been able to select from, from our full squad. You know, you, you've got Matty and... Jordan and, and and Evan and Jay have, have all been out for for a number of weeks, so you know I think you can only really tell how good we are in the division or what we what we can do um, when we've got a full squad to pick from. You know, come the week where we have to leave somebody out, uh, that's going to be a great place to be. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we, they need to get to that place first, and then um, we can see how it's gone. But they, they've enjoyed it, you know. Like I said before, that they're, they're meeting new people and and learning new things every week which is you know it's great for them it's great for their their careers because you know there'll be a point in time where like Paul Garden did you know there'll be could be an opportunity in the future for, for them to move on so you know if they if they do well in it helps them then you know I, I, I'm fine with that yeah similar to that how important Dave Raven been since coming in as assistant I lost you there mate sorry what was the Sorry, I was just saying on a similar note, how important has Dave Raven been coming in as his assistant? Well, we knew Dave was um we knew obviously we knew Dave was a player when he played with us. Um so obviously the the relationship with with Matt was already there. Um so of course Dave's a, an A-licensed coach in his own right. Uh and you know, he, he knew some of the players already, which was good, so it was easy for him to come in. Um and I think with what you have to do in, in the National League. He is quite he's he's quite analytical, uh, and you need you need that aspect of it in the in the national league. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because of course you know we you need the other team to do what you think they're going to do, um, which D- Darlington did on Tuesday. To be to to be fair, um, it's just that it wasn't our wasn't our best night for passing the ball. We gave it away a lot on Tuesday, and maybe if we didn't, um, based on. What what they did and what we thought we were going to do, the result could have gone another way. So, um, yeah, he he settled in well and he's enjoying it uh, along with Mark. Yeah, on the playing side, um, who would be your players of the season so far? Oof. Not allowed um, to say Toby. That's the rule. <laughs> um, there's probably a couple to be fair because. Um, I think Peter Clark's been f- phenomenal for as you know. He, and you ex- people say you'd expect him to. He's played nine hundred league games, um, but it's just it's just how he conducts himself, how he rubs off on the young players, how he speaks to them, you know, how he how he deals with it. Um, he's been really good, and you know, he's 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 Andre's come in and been 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 phenomenal. Um, and I think a big plus for us is probably having Josh back. You know, Josh has been. If you look at the highlight, you know, when you look back at the game yesterday, Josh is winning headers off defending corners in his own in our box, and then he's trying to head a minute the other end from from the same move. Um, and you know, he gets clattered. You know, you should have seen the state of his feet from Tuesday night, where they pretty much stood all over him, and then he's got to run around and do ninety minutes again. At, uh, uh, Scunthorpe. So I think having him having him back's a bit of a plus, and you know he's great around the place. You, you know he's great banter, and you know he, he's good for the lads, and you know he keeps the dressing room tight. And um, so yeah, they've they've been some I think some of the some of the player highlights for me. 
Brilliant. And last one from me. How often do you actually step back and enjoy what you're doing? Because obviously I, I know you really well over the years and you're always fully focused. When do you ever step back and just enjoy what you've achieved and look at the progress that things have done? Never. <laughs> no, when sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. But some, yeah. Sometimes, like yesterday, for example, you know, you stand in the stadium and, and you're thinking, I tell you what, you know, how, how have we got here? You know, and it's it's easy to turn down when people say, oh, well, you know, you've done well, but Scunthorpe have, have been poor. It, it's, it doesn't matter because, you know, Boston Stadium was an amazing place. You know, that, that was a new facility and that was a, that was a great, a great new stadium to, to, to play in. Um, you know, it was a twenty million pound environment that they, they they've created there. Um, but I think sometimes you know you've, as I said earlier, you've you've got to you, you can't step off. You know, you've got to be absolutely fierce every single day. You know, and it's detrimental to some things sometimes. Um, and I'm you know I'm not just saying it because Helen's on, for example. So, you know, the eighteen to twenty ones and the women's team would probably not add as much focus as I initially planned to give them uh, this year. You know, I, I, I try to get around everyone as best I can. And that's not just watching games, that's doing things to support them and, um, you know, helping them along the way because, you know, we've got a place where we want the women's team to get to. You know, we, we want them out of the South, we want them in the Premier. You know, we want the 18s and the 21s up. You know, I, I want to look at, I want to look at another Saturday football um, uh, facility an outlet rather than the twenty ones and the eighteens playing on Sundays, but um, we've we've got to get some stability in the club at the minute and get it settled, get the ground done, and get us a nice safe position um, in that National League North. Um, and I think if you do sort of step back and start looking at yourself in the mirror and admiring pretty highlights and pretty pictures before you know it, you're in the bottom four. Um, so you've you've got to keep pushing on whenever you can. Like I said, you've you've got Got to stick with the plan, and you've got to keep going, because um, you, you can quickly get left behind in football uh, if you don't do it right. Um, you know, we've seen plenty of examples of teams that have Macclesfield. Um, I think they're probably one of the biggest examples of recently of a, of a, of a fall from grace. Um, simply because you know when you get big points deduction, South End, you know South End are clawing the way back up the National League. National after getting ten points deducted, so. You've got to, um, you, you've just got to keep pushing. But yeah, it's been enjoyable. Um, I think probably maybe after through next season, maybe I might have, <laughs> I might have a, 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 a bit some time. Maybe. Yeah, I'll see what happens yeah, at the I... end of the year. Once I get the ground on, uh, well, get the ground on and get to, and get a safe mental position, then I'll, I'll, I'll see how things are. Excellent. I just wanted to Tell touch me. on the, just mentioned it, then the affiliation um, with the women's game. I mean, on from our side it's been massive for us you know we've had so much more social media presence and a lot more people knowing about us um you know and that's the reason why we wanted to to, to affiliate with you so I suppose just touching on the the affiliation and um and the aspirations for for the women's game and maybe underage teams I know we've talked about that haven't we as well so um yeah just yeah. asking you about what what your aspirations are for it um I think what what I think when you take teams on or you start you start teams up like we started the 18s and the 21s and we, we you know we, we've we, we've took the women's into 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 our place uh, under our umbrella rather the um 
there's no point in just doing it for the sake of having him. You know, you, you see teams all over the place. Witten's a good example. You know, Witten used to have something like six under 18s and under 21s, but they never did anything with them. They never like sort of years ago when I used to have a, um, we used to have a reserve team in the Cheshire League. They never did anything with them. They were just there for the sake of having them. Um, and I think if you have them, they're just a waste of time because, the, you know, you, you, you do spend money on them. You know, if you're financing something, it's got to go somewhere. It's just, oh, it's just a waste of time. So we want to get them 21s up into the higher divisions, you know, and like you say, we want to get we want to get the women's team in, into into the Premier League, you know, and long-term, how do we get the women's team into the National League? You know, and I know that's a massive step from where we are, but how do you do that? Um, you know, and I think where we've where we, we've met and we've discussed, you know, the what the, the things we're going to do on on the Saturday mornings and that, and you know, how do we help the, your reserve side, you know, get get players into then coming to your first team to to strengthen that, um, and that's what we've got to do, you, you know, because I think there's a there's a big up there's there's just a bigger opportunity with the women's game um, as there is with the first team in the National League North, you know, there's a big opportunity there. And if you look at, I mean, I've got to rant on about it all the time. You look at the size of the town. Um, women's football has got a massive part to play in the town. So, you know, if we can sort of steal a march on that and and do some work behind the scenes, so I don't think it'll take a lot of work to just to get it to the first place we want it to get it to, you know, strengthen that reserve team, get some more girls in, Um and then maybe start a, a section underneath. Um, I suppose the difficulty is because only one team goes up out the south uh, and the north. That that's the challenge, isn't it? It's, it's being that number one team in that division each each season. So then that's the first place we've got to get to, uh, and then and then get it into to the Premier. And we will we'll get there. You know, we had a plan to get to get into the National League eventually for for, for the first team. So you know, there's no reason why. We can't do it with the 18s and 21s and, and take the women forward as well. Yeah, I think what's really great Never is defeat. when I go to the matches. No. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's great when you go to the matches and you see the um there's a lot of young girls going to watch, you know, the men's yeah. men play. So there is interest out there and there's a lot of girls out there that do, you know, are taking interest and want to play. So it's great for the future. Um but yeah, on behalf of us and, and the club, you know, thank you very much for what you've done so far. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and we're looking forward to the rest of the season and next. I've Not also got to say as well, I've got to say, apparently last time there was a lot of effing and blinded on your interview. You've not done one today. <laughs> I know. That's because I'm, 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 I've, I've got a big piece of paper here that says, don't swear. Because <laughs> there's ladies present. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Toby, uh, for joining us tonight. And on um, behalf of the fans as well, you know, the lads say it all the time. I want to say a big thank you to you, um, you, Lisa, uh, Freya, everything you do. You know, we, we fully enjoy. We're, we're in it together and we're all enjoying the ride. And I uh, look forward to, to Saturday now, a big one at Tamworth. But thank you for, for joining us today. No, no, no problem, mate. And you know we've got we've got a tough run of games coming up. You know, if it, they can either go one way or the other, but uh, I think if everyone sticks together, we'll get a we'll get a good t- uh, finish in the table this year. Um, like I'm saying, I've got I've, I'm hoping to 
to have some really exciting things to announce sort of late January, early February. So um, watch this space, as they say. It's not Dylan Motley Emery, is it? Uh, no, he's at Alfreton at the minute, Dylan. <laughs> Maybe next season. <laughs> this is this is some off the field stuff, this mate, but it'll be it'll be really good for us. Good, good, good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Toby. Thanks so much, Toby. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. That was Warrington Town Chairman and CEO Toby McCormack talking about the yellow season so far, how the uh, ground grading is going and what the future holds for the yellows. So we'll keep you posted with all that and obviously what's going to be happening in the future with them, obviously building up to the ground grading in March. But everything seems to be looking really, really positive for staying in the league achieving the ground grading and everything is sunny in the yellow side of Warrington. Going to move on now to the blue side. Uh, Rylands were in action yesterday as we welcomed Baseford United to Gorsley Lane. Uh, game finished with a 1-1 draw. Um, first half was a pretty even affair. Neither team really created much. Um Rylands were on top at the start of the second half and then against the run of play, Baseford took the lead. Um, ball was crossed in from the right-hand side. It was massively overhit, crossed, to be honest. Uh, the left-wingers just kept it in play and whipped the ball into the six-yard box. And Ramey Campbell, he's got up really well for Baseford and just planted the header down into the ground and into the bottom corner. And then... It was like the Alamo the last 25 minutes, wave after wave after Ryland's attacks. And it was Adama Sidibe with four minutes to go to net his fourth goal in four games. He's in fantastic form at the minute. And that rescued a point for Ryland. And that sees Ryland's maintain their second position in the league. So Radcliffe still pulling away at the top. They are on a real march at the minute. They lead the way on 45 points. Ryland's in second place and looking pretty good for that second place. Played 18, won 10, drawn six and lost two so far. So really, really good start for the season for Ryland's. And we've got a three-point cushion over the chasing pack behind us that includes Macclesfield, Worksop, Hyde Ashton, Matlock and Marine. So all good from the Ryland's point of view. We're next in action on Saturday when we travel to Bradford Park Avenue. So, again, that'll be another tricky tie. But Ryland's in good form again after the defeat a couple of weeks ago. Won three and drawn one of the last four. So, things are looking good for us. Two new signings, isn't it, Rick, in the week? Yeah, yeah we made two new signings. Um, both made their debuts yesterday. We brought in... Javan Pedro on loan from Salford City. Um, he played for Staley Bridge and Marine last year and, and was really good for both of them in two loan spells. Looked good yesterday, played played a number nine role through the middle. Um, quite a physical forward, bit of pace, bit of trickery about him. So looking forward to seeing more of him. 
We've also brought in an ex-Wales under-21 international, Joe Adams, brought him in from Atherton Coles, and he came on with about 20 minutes to go yesterday. Um, really changed the game. Um, great delivery. It's not many players you can see taking a corner from one side with their left foot and then going across the pitch and taking the corner from the other side with his right foot and just putting in exactly the same quality from both sides. So he looked really good as well. So exciting to see both of those in the coming weeks. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Going to move on to the Cheshire League now. So in Cheshire League, there were a lot of cup games this weekend. So um, Lost Up Greylands travelled to AFC Nosley and got a 2-0 victory. Eagle Sports travelled to Congleton Town Reserves and won 3-0. So they progressed to the next round of the cup, which is a great result for them. Edgerton lost 4-1 at home to Poynton. Parklands beat Crew FC by five goals to two. Wally Range beat Garswood United by two goals to one. And Win Stanley Warriors beat Whaler Bridge Athletic by three goals to one. In the Division One, Bollington Town beat Avon Villa by six goals to nil. Cheadle Heath lost 3 1 at home to Vulcan. Dayton suffered a 1-0 defeat against Style, So Dayton have dropped down to 10th position after that defeat. Um, St. Michael's got a 2-1 victory away at Nutsford. Sandbach got a 1-0 win away at Malpas. Royton Town lost by three goals to two at home against Goulburn Sports. Upton got a really good 5-0 victory against Billinge. Winsford Town beat Newton Athletic by five goals to one. Into League Two, a couple of cup games in there as well. So Lim Rovers got a 5-0 victory over Style FC Reserves, so a great win in the Northern Cup second round for Lim Rovers. In the same competition, South Liverpool Reserves beat Mersey Valley by five goals to one. Hilkington under-23s beat the Martyrs by three goals to nil and Clay Brow beat Upton by three goals to one. In the league, Haydock FC beat Hartford by three goals to one. Sandbach Town Ramblers in the County Cup beat Main Road Reserves by one goal to nil. St. Helens Town lost out on penalties to Westeds and Charlton Reserves after a 2-2 draw after normal time. And Old Severians beat Newton Willows by four goals to three on penalties after a 3-3 draw in the first 90 minutes. Into the third division, Clay Brow Reserves beat Wally Range Reserves by eight goals to one. Denton Town Reserves lost 4-1 at home against Parklands Reserves. Edgerton and Crew drew 3-3. In the Northern Cup, Garswood 
won 5-3 on penalties against Neston Nomads Reserves. And Dayton lost by three goals to two against Ormskirk West End again in the Northern Cup. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Moving into the Saturday leagues, um, we've got again quite a few cup games, a uh, few league games as well. So we'll go through the league games as well. So Croft first lost at home by one goal to nil against Wollstone Rovers. So that sees Wollstone moving up to fourth, Croft dropping down to ninth. Um, there was a 4-2 penalty win for Rainhill Town against Brunswick. Farnworth Griffin beat Bruce Athletic by two goals to one. Holtenborough lost by four goals to one at home against Runcorn Albion. Sankey Valley and Pair Points drew one each. The Village lost by three goals to two against Southport and Ainsdale Amateurs. And there was a 1-1 draw between Sidak Firsts and Victoria Park. So Sidak still leading the way with 22 points from nine games. Sankey Vale played a game less and are on 19 points. Pair points in third on 15 points. Into Division 1, Eagle Open Age beat Digmore by three goals to two. The Village Reserves beat Burtonwood first by three goals to one. Orford first beat New Street by five goals to two. Woodlands beat Prospects FC by two goals to one. And the Rylands and Wilson Reserves games were both postponed. So Orford leading the way in League Two, League One, sorry, followed by Windall and then Croft. Then in Division Three, Blackbrook Youth and Development beat St Michael's by seven goals to nil. Bold Miners lost at home by six goals to nil against Halton Reserves. Whitecross beat Earlstown by four goals to one. Clockface beat Penlake by five goals to two. Hexhill beat Redgate five nil. And Sutton Junction beats Whistle Hall by six goals to four. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Now going to run through the women's scores. So, Helen, a resounding 5-0 victory for you today. Yeah, so it was against Hindley away. Um, yeah, great to have a clean sheet, 5-0, um, especially coming off the back of last week, 5-2 win um, against Lidland. Obviously, we didn't talk about it. We're not doing the, uh, the podcast last week. But, um, yeah, great, great result uh, today. It was really, really cold as well. And the pitch was, wasn't great, so it's going to be quite tough, but... Um, scored an early goal after four minutes so it was Nick Chatterley who played the perfect ball over to Kerry Baker um, and she slotted it home to make it 1-0 um, 
And then after 11 minutes, it was 2-0 when Kerry got her second goal from a long ball from Emily Savage and she placed it into the back of the net. 3-0 after 42 minutes when Chloe Green set up Nick Chatterley um, who dribbled around the keeper for 3-0. So that was 3-0 at half time. And then going into the second half, um, Nick Chatterley got his second goal after a great ball again from Emily Savage. That was her second assist as well for the game, which she'd be pleased at because she doesn't do many assists. So that was great for, for Emily. And then finally, we made it 5-0 um, after 78 minutes when Ellie Anderson, who came on as a sub, she took the ball brilliantly, one-on-one uh, -on -one with the keeper and slotted it past the keeper. So Nick Chatterley got the player of the match. And uh, yeah, great, great result for us, 5-0. Next week, we're against Northwich. Um, and that win today takes us third in the league. We do have a few games in hand um, to other teams, but you know, from the beginning of the season when we results weren't really going our way, we we seem to have uh, stepped it up a lot and yeah, played absolutely brilliantly today. So fully deserved win, and it definitely could have been more than five as well. Um, but yeah, brilliant result for us. Lim Rovers had no game this week. Last week they did um, have game. They were in the in the Cheshire County Cup. They played against Runcorn Lynettes, who were in our league. Um, and unfortunately, they they got beat um, eight nil, but. Lee said that the score didn't reflect the performance. They played absolutely brilliantly, apparently. So, so that's great. Um, so yeah, that's the women's roundup. So, how close are you to the first place team? Is a one team running away with your league this season? H. Well, yeah, it's it's with and sure the semi pros. Um, yeah, we won't the, talk about uh, that FC too much. Old FC United team, aren't they? Basically, yeah. The the manager and uh, the majority of the team from FC United came. Uh, came down and and yeah the players are, are being paid which apparently isn't allowed in our um our league but there's a big investigation about it so we'll see what happens with that double men oh i don't have to there's so many teams that already have <laughs> they job <laughs> themselves in they put it on social media saying that they're paying players so see what the fa do mm, it's not fair when you no yeah, it's not it's fair if there's, if there's a rule there and they're, they're obviously breaking it. It's it's not fair. Yeah, just, it's not. And, and even level, level pitch, don't you, to play on? Exactly. And that's what it is. It's all about fairness, really. Um, you know, when you, you see the likes of um, Northwich getting beat by them 19 0 and bragging about it on social media. And I just, I mean, that's that's a big scoreline. But of course, you, you know, you've got great players that are getting paid. So you're going to attract the quality players. But yeah, I don't want to say too much about it because I get wound up about it. It does do many people. But um, but yeah, it's not quite fair. But uh yeah, so I don't think obviously um top of the table is with and sure. Um that like I said, there are a few run corn, I think we're on joint points with them now, but they have got a game in hand. Um and yeah, it's quite it's quite close really for um I'd probably say for second. I think Chester might be second. Um so in terms of third place, we're we're definitely up there, but like I said, we've got a few games in hand, so it's hard to tell, really, at the moment. Yeah, just have to uh, keep us posted with what happens with Withenshaw. Yeah, mm. definitely. <laughs> You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Um, 
we've actually got quite a few results from the Sunday team. So there's been quite a lot of cup games played today. Um, so Clockface Miners beat the Crown by two goals to one. Earlstown beat Brookvale by three goals to one. Heron Nicosia beat Avon Villa by four goals to three. And FC Sankey managed to get a 3-2 win against the Bridge. Obviously, the Bridge currently leading the way in the league. So, um, it should have been a really, really good game between the Bridge and Sankey. Sankey coming out 3-2 winners with goals by Lewis McEver, Callum Burgess and George Billingham. So, that looks to have been the, uh, the game of the day. So... Well done to Sankey for progressing in the Park Fleming Shield. Just going to look through to Division 1, see if that's been updated. So we've got the Bulls head against Red Admiral was an away walkover, as was the Kings head against St. Benedict's. Um, Warrington Dominoes beat Bruce... AFC by three goals to nil. Goals there by Robbie Deuce, Owen Nugent, friend of the show, getting his name on the score sheet again, and Daniel Ramson with the goals. Then we've got Witness Basils beats Ruskin by seven goals to nil. So that brings us to the end of the show for this week, guys. A massive, massive thank you from all of us to Warrington Town Chairman and CEO Toby McCormack for joining us. I'm sure you really enjoyed the interview with him. Thanks to Elliot, Helen, and of course to Mike for putting this together. And as always for this season, thank you to Touchline UK for sponsoring the podcast. This has been the Warrington Football Podcast, and hopefully once again we've shown you that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. You've just listened to the Warrington Football Podcast, sponsored by Touchline UK. Follow us on Twitter at Warrington Foot. Get our podcast from Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.